Welcome, dear readers, to Cover My Ass, where baffling books are reviewed, but not read. By yours truly. My name is Kaki. And I'm Kay. And remember, we only judge a book by its cover. And this week's book is... Is Challengers of the Unknown by Ron Goulart. Did you like it? Of course I like it. I like all the books we review. Why else would you stock these books in your library? There is such a thing to be said for having a complete library, just like having a well-stocked bar... We're within eyeshot of your of your bar yes, at this at this moment. Much smaller than my library, as you can tell. <laughs> According to some definitions, your library is infinitesimally well. small or vast, depending on your perspective on the universe. But does your bar contain anything that you absolutely hate? There are things in there that I don't really drink. That you would never drink? Oh, no, no, not at all. But then again, there's no Mm. many books that I would never read. Except the uh, section on 17th century Norwegian romances. Well, yes, but that's only when I I can't find my filter mask. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's probably because the bears have been added again. Oh, they've been nicking stuff once more? I assume so. Like, at this point, any time that I displace my glasses, I assume that one of these these wicked burglar bears has has gone and nicked it Mm. or somehow tricked me out of my eyes. Are you sure it's not raccoons? You know, that seems to make a lot more sense than actual bears. I mean, the the pro or anti bear suits that I built, and I'm just catching all the readers at home up on the unnecessary lore that sprung about this literary podcast. But I did build some very big yes. pro or anti bear suits. Yes, it's that, imagine that were four, four raccoons in an anti bear suit. Help me out here. Is that better or worse than a bear in a pro or anti bear suit? I'd like to think that raccoons are a little bit more friendly as long as you keep them fed. Mm. So in the suit, there might not be much of a difference, but out of the suit, I think the raccoons would be much better i mean it's like it's the old like the old question would you rather fight one horse-sized duck no it's the other way around one (laughs) hundred duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck or something yes that's the one (laughs) you never heard that one although you know i haven't seen a duck around here in ages not since the instant so i wouldn't even know what size to compare them to oh they haven't changed much since you were outside so Oh, but who knows how long that's been? Time and space is... isn't Even on geological timescale, ducks don't change very much in size. I've been to museums where they've shown dinosaurs, and I've met uh, the Liberaptors. And they are very different from what I saw in the museum, which, of course, probably means the museum got it wrong. Uh, I'm pretty sure that they were more, more mostly feathery anyway. That, that's oh, I thought it was... Because, not- that's slowly moving into accepted doctrine now. So On the other hand, some people would say they're just making it up. <laughs> Let's not. Let's let, let's put our faith in science, <laughs> and not in those in those kooky uncles that we have. Not that having one of those. My opinion is as good as your ignorance, or something like that. Again, again. <laughs> I just, I just love these equivalencies of yours because they're not false equivalences. Uh-huh. They are genuine. Yes, your opinion is as good as my ignorance. But that sort of ties into the theme of this week's book because we're dealing ah. with the the unknowable, the unknown, the. Challenges of the Unknown by uh, Ron Goulart. Ron Goulart, yes. The down-on-their-luck cast of a supernatural reality TV show in the doldrums of syndication finally encounter a true mystery in the swamps of Florida and struggle against plummeting ratings and their own inadequacies to face. To face... Oh, sorry. Yeah. Reality? <laughs> sorry, I thought that was... At, I, I, sorry, I took that at face value. It says dot, dot, dot at the end. I thought it was a Donald Trump, Trump tweet and it wasn't something else on the other <laughs> oh, side. Oh, no. No, this is a, these, are, these are actual ellipses. Ah, right. Or ellipsis. Ellipsi. No, 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 no. I don't think we're going anywhere. But no, then. I think that uh, we'll just yes. drizzle onto the... I'm sorry, my keeming is terrible anyway, so... You're, you're what? Oh. <laughs> 
Okay, <laughs> that is a that is a great verbal visual joke, and let's let's see how many of our readers at home got that. My keeming is terrible. Write write to us on covermyasscast at gmail dot com if you got that, because good lord. Anyway, this week's work, <laughs> this week's book. <laughs> yes. So I was immediately captivated by this cover because there is there is so much going on. So speaking of topography, I love the uh, the title imprint on this on this cover which by the way if you look down at your podcasting device you should should be seeing the cover of today's book and if not you can check the show notes for an image or a link if even if that doesn't help you can always visit covermyasscast.com where all the episodes are numbered and if you're listening this to this in the week that it comes out just look on our twitter and we posted it there Whew, this pre-ramble gets longer every time. Yeah. Yes, it's a lovely, it's a lovely typographical uh, thing with all the letters zapping right. out of the background. And a lovely typographical thing. That's how and I, I put and it. I, and I only just noticed that the fact that there's a little hourglass in the O yeah. of the unknown. But yes, we have our heroes, which are facing down what looks like. Uh, the swamp thing, the thing it came from the swamp, I believe, is what oh, it's yes. uh, It reminded me of something, and it <laughs> turns out turns out I was right. <laughs> oh, oh, it, well, it reminded me of something too, and we'll just see Maybe if we both were of both us were right. right. Well, how fun that would be. But yes, our heroes are all there, uh, dressed in uh, red and yellow uh, spandex with uh, white holster belts on their hips. Uh, I noticed just as my keeming is terrible, upsets me, and the recent release of a font called Helvetica, the, with two L's, which is the Helvetica font, but just with fucked up kerning, and it's, and it's just, just utterly atrocious. I noticed immediately that the yellow stripe down the front of the spandex jumpsuit is off center, and it's, and it's I'm not pretty just, sure that's intentional. That's like, it, the, oh. it makes it look dynamic. Dyna- yes, dynamic is what people with very little taste say they want when they hire us designers. Yeah, make it pop. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we need a little bit more oomph. We need some gifs on there. Yes. <laughs> yes. Add some more memes. Under construction. Oh, the and blinking s- tag on HTML uh, and the uh, rotating, the, the gifs of burning skulls rotating. That's and, the one. And uh, the, little, the little torches and the little under construction signs with orange lights flashing. Yeah, and a black and purple repeating tile background and... MIDI yes. playing in the background. Welcome to Cover My Ass, where we recite the still extant Space Jam website at you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's pretty much GeoCities, like, which... Uh, Rest in peace. That's ancient history. And we're not doing an <laughs> internet history <laughs> no. podcast here. We're doing a literary review podcast uh, here. Yes, and, and this week's baffling book, uh, Challenges of the Unknown, uh, we just described our heroes uh, who find themselves... In, in the, the swamps of Florida. In the swamps of Florida, yeah. It's a set of five mostly gentlemen, there is one blonde woman. They are fit men and women here of, oh. I mean, of television age, I, I will say. say. so, yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Challenge of the Unknown, of course, a supernatural television show that had been around for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, was, uh, uh, that was known for shark jumping. Quite literally. I believe that was even their pilot episode. So they really set a no, pretty high, high bar for themselves okay. because, I mean, the, the, the shark can jump. So you want to you have some clearance. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's not dolphins. I've seen sharks kind of jump, but they never do that whole dolphin like 10 feet out. Oh, yeah. The, the, the somersault and backflip. Oh, dolphins are so clever. This phrase, uh, jumping the shark, uh, comes, of course, from Happy Days. Yes. 
where Arthur Herbert Fonzarelli at one point jumps a motorcycle over a shark tank. Water skis. Water skis. Yes. Oh, okay. I water skis. Because the uh, the actor Henry Winkler was an avid water skier, and he oh, wanted okay. to show it off. Yeah, it's considered that after that the show went downhill, and yeah, well, hence the... I mean, it did last another seven seasons, but, I know, but those were those were different days. Yes, those were happier days well, in some ways. One might say. Uh, Maybe for the people who are lining their pockets on the production of it, but I don't think we have heard much of him. I mean, he, he made Winkler the occasion. was in Scream. He made the odd appearance here yeah. and there, yeah, with a bit of a tongue-in-cheek reference to his past glory as uh, Fonzarelli. Yeah, oh, Fonzi, yes. yeah. Which is a fate that I'm sure our heroes would love to embrace, because when we find them... They are not doing well, but they are still no. totally dependent yes. on this moribund I mean, television the sh- program. The, the, the network won't let them go. They're not financially independent. They squandered their initial earnings in the uh, from the show, and they're kind of shackled with long-term contracts, reduced to uh, traveling uh, the country <laughs> in their mysterious machine uh, to uh, <laughs> oh, go from one... <laughs> <laughs> I knew this. I knew this would remind one of us of something. Yes, their their mysterious machine, a vehicle that they all share, they pulled the last of their, their savings into it in order to try and rejuvenate their show by touring the country with this vehicle. What sort of a vehicle was it again? It's the not, mysterious machine. You could think it was a tour bus. Or I mean, it had three decks. Well, it's a very big tour bus. The, the book says it's uh, the Swamp of Florida, but what the blurb of the book neglects to mention is that the Swamp of Florida is actually a planetary-sized amusement park. Yeah, that took me by surprise. Yeah, well, I, I, mean, I like, think that that's maybe true for mis- a lot of people who bought this book. <laughs> yes. So do we think that their their vehicle, that the mysterious machine is a space It's craft? a very mysterious machine. Doesn't Florida weird. just mean, like, flowery or... Flory. Flory. Yeah, with, with, with flowers in it. Could be. I don't know. Because I know that there's a valley in... Sp- Pain, I want to say, called or uh, like it's a it's a it's a power station in a in a lovely little sunlit glade mm-hmm. um, where the the sides of the valley are coated with mirrors on servos, and the center of the of the valley has a giant column of water with a turbine on top. Mm. Is that called Florida? That's, that's La Florida. Okay. Uh, they find themselves touring various venues where they can try to live off their little bit of fame, and people are going like, "Oh, there they are!" In some towns, they get like massive crowds. Oh. Showing yeah. up, which which are like enthusiastic, and they're like, "Oh, apparently they still like us here." And in other towns, it's like three people and a donkey's head who are just like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then it's like there's uh, more people on the show than people watching it, which is a sad thing. They do have the advantage that genre television sometimes produces rabid fan bases. As you yes. mentioned, some of these towns that they visit, they have ticker tape parades because they are so honoured to uh, to be able to receive the challenges of the unknown in our little town. town We're yes. all such fans. Oh, have you been to the sawmill or have you been? To- <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the abandoned launch pad. Have you seen the Jersey Devil of, of, of Zikorax 9? Or the Mothman of Ampulon Beta? And half of them have already been like just debunked by other people. Yeah, right? but maybe the Challenger of the Unknown will find it. But for a while, they tried to live more off the fame that they had incurred in the yes. past than the success that they had. Signing uh, books and yes. uh, posters and yes. stuff like that. And uh, especially uh, Wilma Dinkley, the socialite of the group, getting <laughs> themselves invited to little soirees and everything. <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> Give me just a second here, readers at home, because I, <laughs> I actually didn't fully click into where this was going previously, but I, I do now. I'm back on board. Yes, Wilma Dinkley. She's always the uh, the headliner whenever they get asked to uh, a convention, which hasn't happened that much anymore since a, a debacle where 
Challenger Con, Challenge Con, and Challengers Con were on the same planet at the same day, yes. and they went to all the wrong ones. And oh, the other ones were about like the the space shuttle. Yes, one of them was to celebrate the athletic accomplishments of people living with disabilities. Yeah, one of them was a memorial for the Challenger shuttle disaster still held in vigil, along with many other tragedies in space travel, by the many planets that have been colonized in the meantime. And, and Challengers Con was the one that they should have gone to, uh, because that's one for the Challengers of yes. the Unknown. Uh, and then the next year, they went to Unknown Con, which was a complete disaster. Because nobody heard of it. Nobody here but us chickens. So they, they kind of dumped the con circle. But yeah, well, Medinkley, the socialite, is doing sort of okay, isn't she? When they find out that the Unknown Con is like nobody shows up, they meet up with the uh, reporter there. There, who is one of the only few other people who shows up to uh, just basically interview the old heroes? And uh, yes. he's bummed out that there's nobody here. But he also gets like, oh, this way I get to spend a lot you more get, time with yeah, them. Yeah, you get a lot maybe of access. I, yeah, maybe I get an exclusive. Hell yep. yeah, get the scoop. Talks them into uh, basically allowing him to tag along with a bit and like see if we can like maybe we can do a little bit of old fashioned challenging the unknown and exploring. He's the, got uh, a little stars in his eyes there, yes. doesn't he? Also so, dollar signs. Do <laughs> don't don't we all? He sort of reminded me of Lucky Star, if you remember from mm-hmm. uh, uh, what do we call that episode? Hot Shot Rocket Jockeys. Yes, it was the <laughs> Pirates of the Asteroids. Yes, that's right. Episode. Oh, it's going to be in the twenties. I'm going to yes. roll the dice and say it. So it's. What's <laughs> <laughs> it? What's it, my little girl? Yeah. Hello, girl. Have you caught yourself a raccoon? <laughs> uh, I think she'd spot a raccoon and she'd be like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. She's even fatter than I am. <laughs> oh, that's mean. That's so mean. <laughs> Uh, but along with this journalist who just keeps getting referred to as the reporter uh, comes an opportunity that they've been waiting for for a while which is new sponsorship they've been coasting mostly on their on their sponsorship with spandex the sagging of their bodies yes. in certain regions means that well, they're we have the psychic of the group Torval Rogers who's affectionately known by difference as Flabby <laughs> yes. he doesn't look too good in the spandex so there's a bit of that <laughs> no <laughs> but fortunately, physical fitness is not a requirement for sponsorship by the NRA. No. Known in, in our universe as the National Rifle Association, but in this space world, it is known as the... Nominal Nebula. The Nebulous Researchers Association. Armaments. Okay. Oh, let's not go with let's that. put a pin uh, in that and just uh, move on. Um, we should really leave the writing to the writers, I think, Kay. Yes, We're just no well, good at it. We should just factually report, just as the reporter does, what happens in front of us. So he spends most of his time interviewing them and asking them about past glories, about the... Yes, the, I, I liked how the writer did these little... Um, what are they called again? The little... Uh, the one-on-ones, the little uh, confessionals. Oh, uh, with, yeah. With the, with the camera, where you've got like, kind of a, a few paragraphs where it's the main character sitting there kind of like talking to the camera with occasionally prompted by the reporter yeah. to keep talking mostly about you know the, how things went in the past and how uh, how the show was much, much better received back then and the amounts of fan mail that they got and like how some of it was really bullshit and how, how they knew that it was, <laughs> it was the producer sitting there ringing bells and rattling doors and doing whatever and it's like <laughs> yeah. especially Flabby had like issues with that because he was always the one who's going like oh I can feel and Sploinks yes, he said that was yes, his that's the one was it literally <laughs> Brett Jones the skeptic was much more of a uh, <laughs> yeah. much much easier. I mean, you, you have these roles in, in these shows, and you always they, they always pick them out for this. Like you know, you have the the believer, and you've got the skeptic, and like yes, the- yeah, you've got to have that sort of 
tension between your between your leads. Yes, that they each are avatars for a certain emotion that the that you want the viewers to to feel. To feel and, and, yeah. and yeah, they can identify with, and they can go like, "Oh, I knew that was fake," and I like, "Oh, I can like I tinker a little bit with with peaky meters." And uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, but you can always have Flabby coming back in with just a little bit more. But are you sure it was yes. just Old Man Smithers, our producer? What a what a weird name! Like so. It's at this time when they're finally approaching their target, the swamp world of of Florida. Florida. And they kind of... They have to get their game faces on, which is where they, they induce him into their sort of pre-recording ritual. I mean, it's something that they used to share with the uh, uh, with the camera crew. Now it's just them and some GoPros and drones. Uh, so they have to they have to make do on their own. But since he's the only one there who can hold a camera other than them, and he's very welcome, they introduce him into something that they learned the first time that they went to to Florida, Earth-based Florida, where they investigated some of the legends of the the Seminole native peoples there, and they were what, introduced. The mosquitoes? No, they've got other myths. They've got, um, oh, Cubans. Hachochopka. Oh, Hachochopka. I think that's what it's called. It's like a, it's like a stinky wolf deer. Oh. And you have like owl witches who, who look like normal Seminole. I've never heard of those. I mean, I, th- I thought that the Native it's Americans were, I thought the Native Americans were clever enough to stay out of Florida. What? I mean, it's not a, really great place. It's like it's got alligators and snakes and cougars. Lots of places have alligators and snakes and cougars and, they, and, and you still have people there in a swamp. We are from the Netherlands. Well, we have no right to I tell d- anyone you can't live in a swamp. I didn't <laughs> get here until after the swamp had been drained and this is not Washington. Our ancestors did. Our ancestors yes, and were... I pr- and uh, I applaud them for it. I thank <laughs> them for it. But it doesn't mean that I would have wanted to do it. No, of course. We wouldn't. The Romans didn't. We descend from people who lived in a place that the Romans didn't want. Fair which enough. How many how many corners of of, of Europe yes. can make that? Well, it's like claim. you know, there's like uh, Utrecht, Ultrajectum. Ah, it's yes, like, yes the end, end of the road. The end of the road, <laughs> like that. This up, far and, and no like, further. <laughs> yes, any further than this, bugger that. <laughs> <laughs> But our challenge of the unknown go a little bit further. So they induct the reporter into the ritual that they learn from the Seminoles, which is known as black drink. Now, I was, I was, I was confused by this when I read it, mm. um, and, I, and obviously I try not to do too much research. But I looked into it a little bit, and black drink is a is a name given to actually a variety of like ceremonial beverages. They usually have emetics. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, so it's 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 often part of uh, uh, purification. Mm. But in this case, it's ascribed. Well, <laughs> in this case, it's ascribed so many uh, psychotropic uh, effects, which which the traditional things that are called black drink are not really known for. Yeah. Uh, that also, I think maybe they were drinking purple drank. Purple drank. A uh, popular uh, purple, pastime. <laughs> purple drank. <laughs> uh, among among certain music scenes, I yeah. understand. So I it's, can't say I've heard of it before, but. Ah, do tell. Well, you, uh, again, I have to do a little bit of research. Purple drank is the name given to a concoction of certain cough syrups that contain components oh, that DXM. maybe we oh, shouldn't mention it? on an internet radio program uh, <laughs> um, uh, in a concentrated form and then mixed with Sprite and then usually with a hard candy like a Jolly Rancher uh, uh, dissolved for, in there. purple. And for, for, for sweetness. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, you'd have just a cup of purple drank and you'd chug it and okay. you'd go like the challengers of the unknown. Um, Things got awful spacey. It, it, it was like reading Hunter S. Thompson there for a while. Well, it's a good read. I've actually never read Hunter S. Thompson. Uh, I've seen some of the films, I've, though, obviously. I've def- no, I've definitely read... Um, oh, God, what's it? Fear what's, and Loathing. Uh, no, the other one. The, the, the Diaries. The Rum Diaries. Rum no, Diaries. No, that's, that's the one I it's the, it's the motorcycle gang one, which is called... And we call ourselves librarians. Yes. How dare we? Uh, 
my memory's terrible. As they descend into a spiraling, fragmented haze of uh, delirious madness, together with uh, with the reporter, our challenges of the unknown approach the dwelling of the swamp squatch. Yes. Now, before you think that I'm making that up, uh, dear readers at home, that is the that is the name for an actual cryptid, also known as the skunk ape, uh, also a very stinky one, similar to oh, I just said it, Hachko Chapko. I think ah, that's... Ah, yes, the deer thing. Yes, the, the, the stinky wolf deer. Like, all of them are... are, are it's, it's really smelly down there I mean, in the yes, swamps, swamps of Florida. That. These cryptids, you know they're coming because the smell becomes so bad. Oh, okay. The thing that actually bothered me more... I mean, I was in Florida a long, long time ago. It was the ginormous spiders. Oh, that, does, yes. that's, that sounds like you're no walking, fun. You're walking across these lovely little wooden wa- uh, walkways that they have over the swamp, and then yes. suddenly there's like this enormous spider web with like literally hand-sized spiders sitting in them like hi hi and sometimes they're over <laughs> Hello, the walkway we are all the spiders Hello, love <laughs> i kind of like to think that they like, have, occasionally small really children go missing and you just kind of expect them to be like in one of those webs you know and and not the like the gators or just playing no, hopefully I'm, just playing I'm, among the my money's on the on the spiders on the spider it's not australia there's not a lot of spiders that are totally totally deadly outside of australia that's where god put them all australia has the second deadliest spider in the world and the third fourth fifth seventh eighth ninth well, and tenth well, if i'm not mistaken well, something like that. It's, it's, yeah. it's not just the spiders. It's also with the jellyfish and with the, the snakes and everything. Australia doesn't have the most venomous one of each of those, but it has the second most venomous of every one of them. And and the rest of the top ten usually as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the number ones are spread out all over the world. The number twos are all in Australia. <laughs> yeah. What a what a fantastic collection. Alas, our, our intrepid heroes uh, did not go to space Australia. They went to space Florida. Florida. <laughs> no. <laughs> Off they go to to find the the swamp squatch, yes. the skunk ape of of, of Florida, uh, plunging waist deep into into the fetid swamp. Spandex is not exactly outdoors wear. No, it's not very suitable. I mean, the the geek of the squad, uh, Ruby Who, tries to <laughs> like use his drones and other camera equipment. To, yes. Oh yeah, he has all these gadgets. The areas. Yes. <laughs> you know what? I am giggling. I actually don't didn't get that one. Oh. Ruby, Ruby who? who? Which one's that? Ruby who? Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, I'm so embarrassed. Yes, of course. He's Danish. Yeah. <laughs> and he's great. Let's let's make no mistake. <laughs> he's also the one who flies the mystery machine. Sorry, the mysterious machine. <laughs> uh, uh, spinkies, as uh, I think Welma would say. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> Uh, future Kaki is going to do a very quick Google to figure out whether spinkies is actually a bad word. <laughs> and, and if it's not, then you'll just have this. You'll, you'll just see how the sausage is made sometimes. Otherwise, you'll never Urban Dictionary to the rescue. Speaking of to the rescue, this is where they find the Swamp Squatch. Yes. Who is indeed in need of rescuing. Pops out of the swamp. Pops out oh of the swamp. God. Oh, thank God you're here. Brett is immediately like, oh, it's another guy in a suit. Yes, indeed I am. It's a rather, like, well-cut suit. Yes. Obviously, it's it's covered in swamp juice. And Flabby is going, oh, I can feel emotions. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the purple drank helped there. Well, yes, I mean, he's like, he had two helping, so I would think so. Uh, and, and, and Ruby Who just says... Um, oh, I'm getting, like, a reading fo- on fo- <laughs> Ruff, row. Ruff, row is the actual thing that Scooby-Doo oh, sorry, says. Yes. Okay, get <laughs> it together. <laughs> So, we really should leave the writing to the writers and just focus on what we do best. Well, they have time for it. That's the thing. We have to make it up on the spot. <laughs> yeah. And so 
they're they're rather confused because the 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 swamp squatch is actually delighted that they're finally here is in need of their help i mean they don't quite know what to do because they do have this brand new sponsorship with the nra and they do have an obligation to not just spot but also kill or at the very least shoot the swamp squatch yeah and so uh, we see brett here with his with his weapon drawn and Uh, welma looking a little bit i mean she's tripping balls let's just be fair i mean they're all on the cover looking in different directions they're Uh, all completely completely tripping off the rocker they are i mean that's how those episodes were made you know it's like just a camera crew following them around and like that will cut it together in the yeah. post and like make try to make some sort of coherent uh, narrative out of it and because like, as long as everybody is is equally inebriated in the production crew yeah, then probably just something will come out that yeah, actually I mean, it's, like it's, it's like reality tv it's like it's always good if there's a little bit of shouting at each other and like fist fights almost breaking out oh yeah and throwing a chair yeah, yeah a lot of that happened between uh, flabby and brett m- most of the time they were constantly at each other's throats oh i mean they're the, the, the polar opposites in the in the team in it? some ways i would consider flabby and and, and Ruby Who to be opposites as well, but that's very much a case of like opposites attract. They, they oh, really yes. complement each and, other. And with Brett, it's much more like oh, uh, he's mostly he's, just trying to impress Wilma, is it? Uh, no, no, no. no. He, he's 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 into the historian <laughs> of the group. That's Gaffner. <laughs> yes, he's trying to Im- impress Gaffner, the uh, oh, the historian. Yeah, she's the one who who knows the history of all the places that we're into that they're going to. And uh, yes, I know I'm, I messed the uh, Wilma and Gaffney no. up, but yeah. <laughs> no, I think you've got I think you got it right. I think that's. Uh, I think that's very progressive of you, and I celebrate it. I mean, they can, you know, people can be whoever they want, and just because uh, uh, Wilma is the one with the with the glasses and the and the clumsy affect, she can still be the socialite. And just oh, totally. Gaffney is the is the pretty one and the and the uh, uh, and the blonde in sex bomb in yes. front. Uh, I mean, she has a passion for history. Who's to say? Who's to say what anyone can be? Swamp Squatch is rather perplexed that everyone's milling about uh, confusedly and waving the gun around. And here is a very fortunate that it doesn't occur to him that uh, Brett is trying to shoot him he thinks that they're there to help because the Swamp Squatch himself is a fan of the show and he needs their help in hunting down his I won't say nemesis it's a it's a, it's a ferocious predator that that stalks every living creature in the in the swamps of Florida mm. they're uh, the stuff of nightmares that haunts all of their dreams who is responsible for so many of the disasters that befall the the, the many diverse creatures that live in the swamp he hopes that they're there to help him hunt down Florida man yeah <laughs> that most mythical of cryptids <laughs> yes that found only in Florida who is responsible for the the most absurd crime Times imaginable. The newspapers are full of, full the, of it, uh, even well, well beyond the planet Florida, uh, even in real life Florida. Everywhere they Florida, yeah, turns out has has their own version of uh, it's a Florida man. But the sheer mayhem caused by this this elusive being is crippling for any civilization that is that is benighted by it. First, it turns out into a weird little message in the local tabloids, and it's like Florida man spot, and everybody goes like, ah, you always hear bloody stories about yeah. Florida man, and then, and then it's like another one, and, and then it gets picked up a major news item, and there's snippets for, of it on the TV, and then before you know it, like, still, you're, you're completely swamped it, by them, in Florida uh, men so all over the place. Ah, yes. <laughs> yeah, I see what you did there. Uh, and still, I mean, a lot of people, like, dismiss it, like, it can't possibly be true. They call it a, oh, what is it in English? Like, in Dutch, the word is... A broodje up, a monkey sandwich. Oh yes, for um, just some some horseshit fake news. But uh, you can fill entire newspapers just with the exploits of a Florida man. So I can totally understand why uh, uh, the sort of swamp thing looking inhabitants of uh, Florida want some help in getting rid of them. And who better 
to find this this uh, then uh, the challengers of the unknown yeah especially with especially Brett with his ray gun yeah standard issue NRA ray gun the swamp squatch really tries to get them into the shoot first ask questions later mode uh, yeah. which is really not their thing it, and it also doesn't really work very well in a swamp no especially with flabby walking around going like oh i can sense emotions over there <laughs> <laughs> yes that's the thing that he does that's right he puts his fingers to his temple and then goes and then he senses emotions, usually his own. Usually, usually fear. lunch. Fear or lunch, yes, yeah, that's right. There's lots of investigation that needs to be done in the local waffle houses. Where they is... investigate ruby snacks. Yes. I guess. Why not? <laughs> Uh, which I think is probably just magic brownies. Yes. I mean, what else do you call it? Magic, uh, magic brownies, right? Magic, um, well, well magic muffins. Hash brownies, but... Hash browns is something else. No, oh, hash wait. brownies. Oh, yeah, yeah, hash no, browns and hash you. brownies. There's a significant difference between the two. We're communicating very well. We're very uh, good friends. You can uh, tell. Ah, uh, yes. Now, to, to Swamp Squatch's great disappointment, but fulfilling our expectations for this crew, considering that they do continue to quaff purple drank by the thermos. Yeah, they just like have their little hip flasks and they keep like going like, oh, I think I'm going to need a little bit more purple drank here. <laughs> yes, and like, it, it, I mean, spoiler alert. It does turn out that Florida oh, yeah. Man is just old white guys fucking things up to get rich, which is kind of much the plot point of all of these uh, challengers of the unknown. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and and none more so than Old Man Smithers, their executive producer, whom we are sure is... is the one is, try, still is, trying to get rich off this show. ...is wringing his yellow-clawed, knobbly hands behind the scenes as he as he live-streams all of this, yes. this footage to the so, fans across the galaxy. So it turns out that the Swamp Squatch on the front of the cover is not actually the one in the mask. So the real mask is the friends we made along the way... No, no I'm, I'm, the, I'm just doing that. The real that. mask is the report. The is, real is, friends are the masks we wore while hunting no, no that's not it either well the real mask is the producer that is feeding you your pay- meager paycheck but all is not lost yes. but the reporter does get his expose about this beloved series and the series itself is largely rejuvenated uh, the whole concept of jumping the shark it doesn't just mean uh, a deteriorating in quality, but it also refers specifically to like publicity stunts designed to reinvigorate ah, uh, yes. uh, a series flagging interest by often utterly violating the, the the format for which it was known, thus alienating their audience even worse. But in this case, it can also mean uh, reinventing oneself. Like the fact that they actually allied themselves with uh, uh, what would normally be their target yes. makes the challengers of the unknown appeal to an entirely new generation of enlightened young fans. And make a decision to try and do more of the writing exactly. wrongs and rather than trying to find find the, 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 the mystique and the hidden and the unknown and just like try and find the known problems they can work on to that improve and make... you can actually deal with. Yes. Challenge the unknown until it reveals itself. Challenge the idea that, that things are unknowable. Right. And there is, of course, the little coda at the end where, with their fame reinstated, finally, like, actually finding their way to Challengers Con, which is now a huge fan convention where they are heralded as heroes... Unfortunately, scheduled in conflict with a Firefly fan convention leading to oh. the Browncoat Riots of 2010. Affair. A very regrettable yeah. affair where we see, as the flames rise over two utterly burnt-out conventions whose fans are, are beating each other's skulls in. The burnt in. soil and the burnt sea. 
Again, what? None of your... What? Burn the land, burn the sea. You can't take the sky from me. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You are so far ahead of me. We see one man walking away from all this chaos with a wry little smile. It is the reporter who has instigated this this chaos. And the reporter, of course, is Florida Man. And again, it is old white men fucking things up to get rich. <laughs> yeah. This is the moral of the story. Oh, Ron Goulart is a very insightful writer. Yes. We really must find more of So, uh, the perennial question that we ask each other <clears throat> every How single it? episode without exception, did you like it? Oh, yes. I loved it. Me it's too. Like, it was uplifting. It was exciting. It- I like that it dealt with, like it's described as the doldrums of syndication, but like we, we reached those kind of plateaus and sort of stretched out nadirs of our lives where uh, we persevere and we're never quite sure whether we're, whether we're right to do so. And then sometimes we are rewarded for our perseverance. So how are we going to rate this book? Oh, Florida. Florida Ghosts or the unknown? And the unknown. I mean, rating something out of the unknown is even going to be harder than rating it out of Florida. I mean, how many keys? <laughs> how, how many ma- keys in Florida? No, yes, that's how right. How many keys are there? Right. How like- many oranges? Well, we oh, oh. <laughs> we can rate it out of oh my goodness reporters Look, rate it out of five can there's five of, of swamps them. yes there's five of them yes out of five how hard can that be oh well quite well I I, I mean I I enjoyed it I, think, I mean I'd give it a four out of five four out of five yeah. that seems entirely I, I enjo- fair I enjoyed it uh, and four out of five is also appropriate since only four out of the five people on the cover are the challenges of the unknown and the one that they they adopted turns out to be their nemesis Florida man so yeah I think we we leave Florida man out of this I can live with that <laughs> We're good at this. This is a great show that we're doing. Yes, great we, podcast. So what do we have in store for our readers next week? Next week's book is Rin Berry's famous thought piece, <gasps> Hitler, neither vegetarian nor animal lover. And that definitely covers it. Thank you for joining us at Cover My Ass, where baffling books are reviewed, but not read by yours truly. My name is Kaki. And I'm Kay. And remember, we only, <laughs> we only judge a book by its cover. Now, maybe now is the time that we should mention hourglass on the front. Oh. Remember how we were going to come back around to that retractor to make the time travel episode? I mean, I was going to say it's a bit late, but that kind of defies the concept of time yes, travel. So. Time travel, when do we want it? Doesn't matter.